When I was six years old, I broke my leg. I was running from my brother and his friends. And tasted the sweet perfume of the mountain grass I rolled down. I was younger then. Take me back to when. Nothing she makes that's not good. And that's definitely a great position to be in, too. As I just go home and be like, wow, that looks really good. Um, so more on the baseball front. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're the only one team. Mm-hmm. How's the experience for you? Uh, it's been wonderful. Right? This is it's my 13th year in summer baseball <laughs> and our seventh here in the Upper Valley. And this is home for me. It's a, there's a specialness to doing something in your own community mm-hmm. versus doing it in a different community, which is what I did for the first uh, six years over in Laconia, New Hampshire. Wow. Uh, to be able to have this here, to interact with all the folks that I encounter every day on a daily basis, that's been really enjoyable. And there's a different level of buy-in and support when it's someone who is local. That I've been able to experience. So it's been a real joy to be a part of this for the last seven years. Yeah, and especially that point, too. You know, community is such a big part of the sports industry and everything that we do. So, how has the community been in supporting the team and just basically, like you were saying, what you do on a daily basis? They've been instrumental. We don't exist without community support. Because we don't generate a ton of revenue only playing games in June and July. Our whole model is based on affordability. And so we're not charging exorbitant ticket prices. We want to keep our food prices low. We want to keep our merchandise prices low, our ticket prices. So you add that to not playing a ton of games, it just doesn't afford you the opportunity to generate a lot of revenue. So you need sponsorship support. You need volunteers. You need people who are willing to open up their homes to house our players in the summertime. And then you need fans to come out and give you that robust experience for our players of playing in front of people who are engaged and are participating and are loud when they're supposed to be loud. That feels a lot different than showing up to a park that has 25 fans in it, mostly friends and family. It's just a different atmosphere. But for us, we've had great fan support. We've had incredible sponsorship support. Host families have been amazing. And then even on the donation side, people have been willing to support us that way too. This is a a very philanthropic area. And so I I think they value what we're doing and have supported us in various ways. 
And that's awesome to hear too. And so, especially on that front, when folks come in, park the car on the lot, as soon as they get out of their car, what's the experience like for them? What I always tell people is that we are a baseball game slash carnival slash farmer's market. Okay. We want to be about entertainment. The baseball is fantastic. These are some of the best college baseball players in the country. But they're not professionals. And for most people, they don't know who they are. And they're not necessarily here for purely the baseball. So there has to be more. And so our job is to create an environment where people are enjoying themselves. People are having a nice time out, interacting with both the team and the community getting good food, seeing fun, interesting things, and creating memories. So for us, that's the task. The baseball takes care of itself because the league has a great reputation. We put a strong product on the field all the time. It's the other things that make this more of that family atmosphere where we have local food vendors who are here producing different types of foods. And we have all kinds of entertainment and things for the kids to do, things for the fans to do that makes it more than just a baseball game. Uh, right, and especially that front in terms of the products on the field and the relationship that you have with the league, how do you guys go about getting the players and really kind of investing time and energy into that? Yeah, our goal is to find the best players in the country. It doesn't help us, it doesn't help our league, it doesn't help the players if they can't compete at this level. The NECBL has been around for a long time. And we have a reputation of producing some of the best talent of all the summer leagues in the country. So we want to maintain that both relationship with Major League Baseball, but also the, the status of one of the best summer leagues. So that helps attract talent. The challenge for myself or the other GMs is there are no shortage of players who want to play in our league. It's finding the ones that are a good fit and can play at our and that's where my background as a college player, a college coach, helps because I can tap a lot of my friends who are still in the industry to get an accurate recommendation of whether or not that shortstop can actually play at this level. Yeah, and I love how you said you can reach out to people because mm -hmm. um, the sports industry is definitely one where somebody always knows somebody and then they also know somebody off of that. Yes. And that's what I was trying to tell folks, because I have a lot of friends that are still in college, going to college for sports or communication, whatever it may be. And I always tell them, well, that's probably one of the more valuable things that we have is just people. Yes. Um, and it kind of ties into the community again, again a little bit. And so going off of that, you know, if there is somebody, you know, watching in college that's just breaking into the industry, doesn't really know what's on about it, what would your recommendation be? I think to your point is network. And not in the sense of use people to get them to help you where you're going. Build genuine relationships with people and network with folks around you. Because what I've found, particularly as people get further in their career, they have a desire to give back because they've been helped along the way too. And so there is this paying it back that takes place of, oh, I've been in the industry a long time. Let me connect you with my friend who's looking for this type of position. Or let me point you in a direction. There's a lot of that help and assistance that takes place, yeah. but there's an onus on the students and on the new people in the industry to ask questions, to make relationships, to be intentional. You can't just sit back and expect that they're gonna to come to you. 
But genuinely pursue relationships, and that will open doors for you to make connections. Right, and it's definitely all about going that extra mile, that extra step, because it really does show, hey, we're willing to try, and we're willing to put in that effort. And I always try to tell people, too, you know, you're not there just to watch the game. You know, there is, there is that work behind it. Uh, there is a lot of stuff that fans don't see that we've got to do. And I was trying to tell them too, along with that, the talk folks. You know, if we have a talk on the field or whatever, you know, I was always told bring extra clothes, socks, sneakers, and all that. Um, and I'm sure it's probably the same if you have to do it here. You know, it's stuff like that where it can be, it can be fun. I, I was kind of enjoyed it a little bit, although it's definitely very wet. Like it's stuff like that where, where not a lot of people realize it. And so I want to get your input about talk folks. How do you, do you like them more? Oh, I hate I've, I've done way too many in my career, and I hate them. So I, I think at this point, I'll let other folks handle the tarp pools. Ours, thankfully, is not that heavy, pretty easy to do, and our field dries really well. So we actually haven't had to pull tarp since maybe our second year, awesome. which is good. Right. But we also have 30-plus players out there helping pull that thing. We've got a lot more muscles than our interns do. That's oh, even better. Yes. <laughs> so we just stand there. Have fun. That's right. I'll stay up here yeah. where it's nice and dry and watch the <laughs> And so how do you deal with you know the coaches? Like how's your relationship with coaches? How do you how are you able to manage like them as the season progresses? Yeah, it, it varies player to player and coach to coach, team to team. For myself, coming out of a playing background, out of a coaching background, I have a little bit more of a hands-on approach. Not that I'm going into the dugout and saying we need to pinch hit here or we should steal in the third or pitch Johnny in the eighth. No, I want our coaches to make decisions. But there's a lot more discussion that goes into our philosophy as to how we play this game and how we want the organization to run. And there's a lot more conversations around what do we think about starting Smith tomorrow or Jones the next day? I get a lot more input on that because of my background than someone who is maybe purely on the business side of sports, never played, never coached, and turns that all over to his staff. Our relationship's a little bit more interactive, but not heavy-handed. My goal for our staff, whether it's our coaching staff or whether it's our intern staff, is for them to get hands-on learning. And I think you learn best when you're doing it yourself. So if our coaches do something that I think, hmm, we, we should have played somebody else, why did we bump in that scenario, how come you brought in that guy or didn't bring in that guy, that's a conversation that I'll have with them after the game, later on in the season, because I view it as a teaching tool. Talk to me about the decision. Why did you bunt in that situation? Because I want to hear their thought process. And if it was an error, we can talk about, well, have you thought about this? Maybe we should do it differently. As opposed for me to come in and micromanage and to say, this is when we do this, and this is how we do this, and here's your script of who you got to hit, and where you want to hit them, the batting order. We don't have the analytics that they've got at the major league level. And so those decisions, I want to leave those entirely to our coaching staff who have the pulse and the handle on the guys on the field and allow them to learn and to grow. This, for most of them, is our first head coaching opportunity. Or for some of our staff, it's their first time working with elite-level college players. They might be at a lower division, like a Division two or Division three, or possibly even high school coaches. 
I want them to get hands-on learning experience. So we will have a lot more conversation than say, someone who doesn't have a baseball background, but I'm leaving all of the major decisions up to them. That's awesome. Thank you. And the season ahead is coming up quick. It is. Um, what are your expectations? Uh, the challenges? The excitement? I don't know that there's uh, particular challenges. I mean, we are entering our seventh year, and like I, I shared, this is my 13th. I've done this a lot to where I kind of know what's expected each summer. Uh, for us, it's always about how do we keep people healthy, how do we keep them engaged, and then how do we entertain? I'm a competitor. I would like to go 44-0. I know that that's not reasonable. But the overarching goal for us is our players to get better. And they might be getting better and we have a mediocre record and we miss out on the playoffs. I still think because we've entertained our fans, because we've provided a service to our community, and because our players have improved, that's a success. I would love to have championships. I'd love to hang banners and get rings. I would, that would, that's a cool experience. It's a culmination of a lot of hard work. But it's not a failure for us if we don't make the playoffs or if we don't win a championship. If we did well off the field and our players enjoyed their time here and leave here as better people and better baseball players. Uh, right. And that's the thing too, is like that they do get that experience. And, and once they get out of here, do you keep up with them at all? Or how yes. does that process look like? Yeah, I view this very much as a family. And if someone comes and plays for us, they're a Nighthawk for life. And so I try to keep tabs on them, their career, if they progress into professional baseball, following them there. If they stop playing baseball after college, and what are they doing for their, their non-baseball career, marriages, kids, families. That's something that I want to be a part of with them because I think that they – they're coming up here for two months and they quickly become part of the community and part of my life and my family's life. And so we want to keep tabs on them as much as possible and offer any help if there was any help that ever needed to be had as they progress. Similarly, what we talked about with networking, I'd love for them to reach out if they want to get into coaching, if they want to get into sports, or if they just have life questions to be a resource for them. Uh, yeah, and that's what makes the game so special. It's really just more of ourselves mm -hmm. and so to that uh, as a kind of a final question that I have for you start wrapping up is I, I love the question it came up with a few days ago I think it's genuinely special uh, because the game of baseball really does mean something um, and it means something different to every one of us and so that being said what does baseball mean to you it's a hard question <laughs> How much time do we have? How much time do you need? Yeah. <laughs> Baseball has been a part of my life since I was a little kid. And so I got the opportunity to play in high school, I played in college. I've been working in baseball for pretty much my whole career. And so baseball has brought a lot of opportunity, a lot of joy, and has given me a chance to meet a lot of wonderful people. And so for me, it's been... I love the game, I love playing the game, but it's always been about the people. And I think baseball gives you a chance to, to bond with people, whether it's your teammates or whether it's fans, that it's really unifying. 
the game, sports in general, can be. But, but I think baseball is something where, and this is what we want our community to embrace, is we got a lot of Red Sox fans up here, but we also some Yankee fans. We can come together because the Nighthawks are our team. And, and you've got liberals and conservatives on the political spectrum. They can come here and set aside those differences and enjoy this special place and watch a baseball game and have fun and have camaraderie and unity that you don't get in sort of our fractured culture. Uh, yeah, and that's the truth especially that. You know, it's really withstood the test of time. So no matter what's happening, you know, to your point, baseball is just there to help with everything. It is, and there's a I I know that a lot of people find it slow and boring and they like a clock, like a basketball or a football where there's a time limit. I like the timelessness of baseball. Final will and testament, let this be my life.